Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another festive episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. Uh, my name is Fraser Hart, and with me, I have Ed Mann, who is the usual introducer. Hello, Ed. Hello. And we have an old favourite, Justin Deluzia, here as well. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a roundtable. I've not been on for a while. Justin's not been on for a while. Ed's on every week, probably three times a week. Because um, I've got no so, life. Is, is yes. really that? Yeah, that's exactly it. You've you've both have good stories, fun stories to tell. Well, in theory, but yeah, anyway, because <laughs> because we want to get a lot of info out of Justin. Let's start with you, Ed. Find out how what you've been up to and how your week's been and all that nice stuff, and then we can spend a lot of time grinning Justin and finding out what he's been doing. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah, it's been going really well. It's been really good. Yeah, I've been working on a small little feature at the moment um, that's kind of. There's a couple of little bits that need to be uh, ironed out on it, but it's going to be released soon, which is always a nice feeling. Um, and I should actually say it before I, I kind of move on is that the previous episode we did, um, I, we were speaking, me and Mickey were speaking about types and types first tests and all these things. And, and there was a really nice guy who actually sent us a comment, uh, Derek Moore. Um, and he pointed us in the direction of a talk that Amanda Launcher gave uh, about types first tests. And uh, yeah, I listened to it, I watched it, and it was really good. And uh, yeah, so I really appreciate it. Thank you, Derek, for like, you know, actually sending in that in. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's just been work. And yeah, my foot's now healed, fortunately, after fun times in Wales. But do you know what? I think the last time I was on the pod potentially was um, the, fl- the face plant incident. <laughs> So I don't know if there's any correlation I've, here. But I've I'm been slightly nicknamed worried. Mr. Bump now. Uh, so, maybe maybe yeah. you shouldn't get me back. Maybe this, it's oh, exactly, this is it. Exactly. Yeah. Discussing, you know, a <laughs> podcast with Justin is the thing that trigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's me, though, man. How about you, Fraser? What have you been up to? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Like, it's been a while since I've been on. So I think the last time I was on, I just released Space Beer Cave on Android. We had the little competition. So yes. I, I don't know if you said thanks to Robert Miley. Um, yeah, we had this competition uh, so you could get the high score on the Space Beer Cave, which is the game I, I released. Um, and we had a couple, well, a few, I say a couple, more than a couple. It was like at you least. We had a pretty three. heated battle at the end, though. Yeah, right? there, well, yeah, there were a few. Yeah, a couple, of, a couple of sneaky scores. Photoshops trying to squeeze their way in there as well. But yeah, at the end of the day, Robert Miley won it. He smashed the uh, all the other high scores. So we sent him a t shirt and he was very good. You've seen the picture that he sent back of himself awesome. wearing the t shirt. It was amazing. So we asked him if he could send us a picture of him wearing the t shirt. Um, he did way better than that. He basically photoshopped the, uh, the beer icon from the the game in there put it in like a space in a cave as well and it's fantastic yeah, so thank you robert um hope you wear that with pride and uh yeah that's that's that um and what have i been working on at the office we have been moving our build system from quite a, a major overhaul so we've got three major web, web apps that i'm working on in my uh, in my job uh, they were like backbone web apps um and they were traditionally we were using require js uh grunt and we were doing all the testing with Jasmine. So we're still using Jasmine, but we've now moved away from Require.js and we get, we've got rid of Bower as well. So we've moved away from Require.js, Bower, we're doing everything with NPM and Webpack uh, just to kind of simplify everything just because we've got so many dependencies and it's just it, it just seemed a bit tangly and unnecessary. So we've got rid of Bower. So we do all our front-end dependencies now with NPM um, and then we pull everything together with Webpack and we do all our minification, obfuscation and all that kind of lovely stuff. Uh, so we've got a nice little build process, but because of the size of the web apps and some of them were 
like four years old, I think the oldest one is. Um, so it was quite a, a mammoth task. So that's taken a good amount of time. Um, and all the while we've been adding features as well, because obviously the client's been wanting, this is a nice to have, but it, it, it doesn't impact the final product to the client. So they've obviously got features that they wanted implemented. So it was trying to balance up the new features plus doing all the webpack work and the we've at times we've had like four or five different feature branches going on plus the webpack work so it's all kind of finally funneling together now so we're down to about two branches on each each web app so we're, we're getting there um but it's coming along coming along really nice it's been a really good learning process as well so we can use uh, es 2015 now as well which is fantastic um so any features that we're going to be writing going forward we're we're going to be doing in yeah ES 2015, um, and we're basically just trying to improve the code base uh, throughout, and, and that includes increasing the test coverage. Um, so the way we've kind of decided to do that is we're not going to kind of retroactively go back and write tests for features that already exist because if there's bugs in place, you're going to solidify those in place anyway. So when we're writing new features now, we're going to make sure that we're very strict with our TDD. Um, so yeah, going forward, we're going to have a, a, a very nice set of, of web apps. We're also looking at implementing React into the front end as well. That is great. Like bringing Webpack in and, and React in. And like, because actually that brings up a podcast that I've recently done uh, with a, the author of Survive.js. And I really recommend that book, actually. Like, this is the Finnish guy. This is the Finnish guy. Yeah, yep. you all. Um, and yeah, so I really recommend uh, reading that. It kind of brings in like React and talking about Webpack. And actually just make, your your experiences with Webpack. What, what, what are you kind of feeling? Are you, you enjoying it? Uh, I am kind of enjoying it. I'm still trying to get to a, a proper point with the, the debugging isn't amazing with it um, because even when we're outputting source maps, it seems like the source maps are coming up with funny lines. Ah, right. So I don't know if it's something we're configuring incorrectly at the moment, but it's like you can generally find where you want to be and when you want to put breakpoints in in, um, in Inspector and stuff, it's, it's generally fine. But if you get a yeah, if you get a, a script error coming through, then the line that it signifies that it's on with the source map generally doesn't. It's a little bit messy. In, yeah, yeah, generally doesn't indicate the correct line. But apart from that, it, it's not too bad, and that's my only my only no. Because um, so how, yeah. how was your build process before that? Then was it? Did it include like Jenkins and stuff like that? And like, yeah, so we use Jenkins um, as our continuous integration. Um, and yeah, so every time we we commit some code, it, it runs the tests and everything up on Jenkins, and then it will give us like a, obviously the traffic light system to tell us if it's if it's good or bad based on all the linting and all the tests and everything. Um, so yeah, we're, we're still using Jenkins um, for our build our build server on our build server. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all all coming along nicely. Nice. And then obviously you've got a VR headset that you're taking. I have. I've been the weekend. Sat right next to me. It's the, it's the best. <laughs> like so, I think I've mentioned that I ordered a I, I ordered a Oculus Rift like within less than an hour from when pre-orders opened back in January. Um, and then they said, oh, you'll get it shipped in March. And basically, they've it seems like they've been kind of lying to the customers saying that they've got all the stock and then they just wanted to rush it to, to beat the HTC Vive out anyway. So yeah, they kind of kept putting it off and putting it off. And then my initial March delivery date was pushed back to mid June. And there was all these other things oh, cool. that came up. So in the end I was like, well, I might as well see if I can order a Vive anyway. So in well, about three or four weeks ago, I ordered a I pre-ordered a Vive. Um, and they also said that it will be here in June. So I was like, okay, whatever, like whichever one gets here first, I'll keep and I'll cancel the other one. Um, so the Vive turned up about a week ago and still haven't got an Oculus, so I've canceled my Oculus. But yeah, the Vive is the best thing ever. Like, <laughs> so, it, so what actually is it then? So, so for like, for what, what do you do? Is it, do you have to use your mobile for it and things like no, that? No, no, no. This, so I've, I've had, I've had to buy a PC for this as well. Wow. Uh, you've really invested. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm fully invested. Yes. Yeah, so I had to buy a gaming PC. Um, so you get, um, in, in the, the Vive kit, you get the headset, which has got two lenses in it. So you, do you know, you remember those old 
kind of plastic what were they called the spectroscopes or something like the little plastic things that you put the the discs in the top oh yeah yeah and then you could yell up pictures and then exactly yeah so it's the same concept as that so it serves a different image to each eye so you get the 3d effect um so you put this headset on and then you've also got head tracking so you can look around and it's as if you're in a in a beach ball essentially so you can look behind you and see what's behind you and all that stuff but as well as that you've also got what they call lighthouses so you put one in the corner of each room and then these also track your position so not only can you look around you can also lean and look around so if you've got a post (laughs) in front of you you can lean and look around the post which is which is awesome um and there's a room scale thing so you can walk within a a confined space so my my play area is set up to like 2.1 by 2.1 meters so you can walk around within that and you've also got the tracked hand controllers as well so you can see the controllers as like exactly where they are like when you're looking through the VR headset, it's mental. It's it's amazing. it's amazing. It's so cool. Like I say, you you both have got to come over and, and play it. Hell yeah! It's, it's really hard to to do it justice. Just how were good you, it. Were you actually making that picture? Were you actually making a sandwich as well? I was, was making it like a sandwich. the yeah. best sandwich ever. Yeah, there's a game called Job Simulator. You've got to look it, look it up. It's like it's it's absolutely phenomenal. It was a free one that came with it, but it's it's just kind of like a, a bit of a it's a bit of a mini game but it's a bit humorous and like you're kind of working behind the counter in a restaurant in one and then there's one where you're an office worker and there's one where you're in a car garage and there's another one that i haven't played yet so i'm not sure what that one is um but uh yeah it's just fantastic so like, is the idea then is it you go think about like developing for this or is it just to have some fun um it's just to have some fun mainly but i do want to develop something for it um but it's just again trying to find the time to to do anything um i've had unity downloaded on my mac for god knows how long with the intention of building some stuff for vr because i wanted to do this back with google cardboard as well um but uh yeah i've I've not got around to it yet i need to follow a couple of tutorials because i've seen there's some things out there that you can sit down and within an hour you can have developed like a room with a ball in it and you can interact with a ball and stuff so i just want to do something simple like that and then see if it it kind of if it makes space beer cave vr version that's what oh that would be amazing that would be pretty cool yeah the next level oh god yes but anyway yeah uh so so that's me um so I guess we should move on to our special sexy guest. Oh. Yeah, Justin. Yeah. Move on. Move on. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, what have you been doing? Because you're down in Wales. Have you been, were you in Wales? Yeah. We were on? No, I don't. Oh, maybe. I don't know if we've done one actually since I've moved. I have a funny feeling we haven't. Okay. I thought, yeah, I don't know if we have actually. Maybe we did well, like kind of a yeah. half an episode, I think. But I don't yeah. know whether that was in uh, Wales or not. I'm not sure whether that was in Wales. No, it wasn't. No, that was so before. This is the first oh, okay. Wales version. Oh, well, fill us in then, and then tell yeah, us. Yeah, so yeah, so I've uh, sort of done a ginormous like life transformation and uh, moved down to um, just outside of Swansea um, with my family, and um, I've continued my job, but I'm now working from home instead of out of the office, and occasionally commuting down for meetings and that kind of stuff. How often uh, are you having to go back up for for meetings? Well, I thought it'd be more regularly than this, but at the moment it's only been uh, twice, I think. Oh, well. So I've, gone, I've, I've had a day in London, and I've been able to schedule like a few things at a time, like when I'm there. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I've had a day down at the office as well in Kent. So, yes, it's not been too bad, actually. And for the most part, it's just been, it's felt really seamless. It's just been That's like, cool. you know, no different. I mean, we just... We, we use Slack in the office all day, every day anyway, yeah. so it's like, you know, even if you're sitting in front of someone, 
Have you got uh, the Giphy plugin on Slack? Slack. <laughs> no. It's the best thing ever. You just type forward slash Giphy and whatever, and it'll give you an animated GIF of that. But sorry, anyway, that's me interrupting. All right, I'm going to make a note of that because yeah. I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a good GIF for any emotion. I love GIFs. They're amazing. Yes. In fact, I'm constantly thinking of ways that I can try and put more GIFs in my work. Oh, really? <laughs> just, they're just the best things ever. Oh, I can't remember the URL. Um, I'll try and find it while we're on uh, on the uh, on the pod. Uh, but I saw a fantastic one recently where it's just a um, I can't even remember what they were selling, but some retail site. And there's a bit, there's a beautiful picture of these two models on there when you come to it, and um, this woman and the man. And if you stay on long enough, she just um, subtly like looks at you after a little while and then looks back oh wow it's done so smoothly like it's just you just get freaked out thinking yeah you get freaked out just moved and you have to right and click and view source (laughs) that's brilliant so clever i want to do more of that but um yeah so that's been good and we uh, we moved so we moved from sort of a little terrace house in kent which is you know doing the uh the commute an hour an hour to work and an hour back and all that kind of stuff to like a, we bought a, like a farm basically in sort of in the country, and so it's just like totally different lifestyle. Um, but I'm absolutely loving it. It is for me the balance is perfect because I love I love technology. I love staring at a computer all day and playing around with it. But then I also love to get outdoors, like you guys, really. Yeah. And and for me now it gives me a perfect balance because I can. I can go out and mow the grass at lunch and then be out in the evening having a fire or something like that. And it's just, you know, it's really cool, man. So I'm loving it. I was slightly worried about the, um, uh, getting fiber down here as well, which was a bit more complicated than I thought it'd be. Um, cause I did all my research beforehand, but even with that, um, there was such a massive delay. There was like three month delay getting it oh, installed. No. How did, yeah. how did you do it? Do you have to do like three G or anything? Or oh, is, is a good enough signal for that? Like, how did you roll in those, in that time? We've got four G. We're actually on the hill, which is quite handy. That's so we've got four G. Oh, brilliant! Uh, like in places, but not everywhere. Um, but I had a temporary. Well, we've got two. We've got two lines. Basically, we've got a standard copper line in, um, which like gives us like one meg or something, and that's what I had for about three months. So I had to actually rent. Uh, or borrow some office space down the road because I couldn't work off that. And then eventually we got fibre. I was, I was like desperate to get fibre before Christmas because I was still going out to work at someone else's office. Yeah. And I couldn't get it in time. So it was like, it was such a pain. So even over Christmas, like I should have been working it from home, but I wasn't. I was still like going so you're to still work. technically work, yeah, working place. away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was like really weird. It was in this office, like, um, fantastic that i could work there um but uh it was like i had a whole floor to myself there was no one in there at all oh that's spooky so like over the christmas and they didn't open for like some of the christmas time so i had a key and it was just horrible i was just in this corner and they had automatic lighting so like like the whole floor would just go off (laughs) no one's in this room anymore (laughs) and it's right on the beach so it's like um like there'd be these massive storms rolling in oh it was cool, but it was a bit like ah. that. Sounds so cool, um, but so, it was so what, cool. What connection have you got now? So you've got that with the fi- copper connection, and then you've got a fiber now into the house. So I've got we've got the copper connection as a backup, and so that other people can use the connection during the day, and it won't affect what I'm doing. Um, and then we've got a separate fiber line put in, which was estimated at 13 meg because we're quite far from the exchange, uh, the cabinet. 
and it ended up coming out like I was with the engineer, um, BT engineer who was in Openreach, who was installing it, and he was like, really didn't want to do the job. It was like a massive pain in the bum job for him, um, and he hates like any kind of rural thing. And like he was like sitting here waiting for the speed test and thinking like we were all thinking it was going to be really bad. And it came back, it was like twenty meg, and um, like we were all really surprised because they didn't they didn't estimate that at all. But I get about between 15 and 20, and I'm I'm miles away from the cabinet, so I'm pretty shuffled a bit, to be honest. Yeah, it yeah. sounds great. Yeah, I mean, the connection here is flawless, so it's great. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great... I mean, that's the one thing you need, isn't it? It's good, it isn't is. it? You know, to, to be able to work remote. And actually, that's the thing. So so since then, uh, New Year, you've been working now remote, remote, like officially at home, yeah. day in, day out. And how has that been then, like the transfer? You say it's been seamless. Like, as a designer, like, kind of, how have you been rolling with that then? Um, it's something I always wanted to do anyway, and we were talking just before, weren't we, about it suits some people, some people like it, other people don't. Yeah. For me, I always wanted to do it, and I was pretty sure that I was going to love it, and I, and I do. I just, um, I don't know, I, um, I like my own space, I suppose, and I like being able to control the environment that I work in, and I think, you know, whatever, whatever you do, you know, I could talk about it in from a design sense, like, being like, oh, I want inspiring things around me but i suppose it's it's true of whatever you do um you want to be able to sort of create the environment you work in to help you sort of get into the, that frame of mind and for me that's that's what i've been able to do i've just yeah i've just found it really really helpful just been able to go in shut the door you can just completely focus on what you're doing yeah uh, with minimal distraction and like you know it's quite a busy office where i came from so phone going all the time and yeah you know, coming in at the office and that kind of thing uh, it's just been amazing to sort of cut that out although i do feel slightly guilty about it as well <laughs> what kind of contact do you have with the office still is, is he are you do you go will you have ever a day where you just don't speak to anyone in the office or will there always be a phone call or a slack or a couple of emails or yeah it's 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 as if i'm still there so it's, it's non-stop to be honest like yeah. slack's still like pinging away like every yeah, it feels like every thirty seconds. Yeah, um, which is which is absolutely fine. But um, I think, in a sense, like it just helps me. Uh, the, the balance helps me. I don't know. Still be quite productive. Yeah. Even though, like, there's emails pouring in. I'm still like clients still phone me direct because I've got a direct number now. So right, yeah, like none of that's changed really. It's just that the hustle bustle has been cut out. Yeah. Uh, and that that works really well for me. Helps me focus really. Yeah. And not get so distracted. So, yeah, love it, love it. And how do you kind of plan your day? Do you do you wake up like a couple of minutes before you have to start work, or do you do you get up at seven because obviously you've got you've got a baby and yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I still do the same hours, but um, yeah, there have been a few times when I've like the alarm's not gone off or something, and it's been like five to yeah. I've just been like, right, straight downstairs, pajamas yeah. still on. Like, <laughs> that's not, it's not happening often, but in a sense, it's like they, those would probably be the days when I'd be late in anyway, yeah. you know. But um, but it works. I think because we've got because uh, we've got a little toddler, um, she's um, she's going to be too later this year. So for me, it works really well because like before, I was leaving. I'd often leave quite early. Um, for different stuff like, like uh, you know, B and I breakfast meeting or something like that. So I'd often leave before she woke up, and then I'd 
often be home after she went to bed. Right, yeah. So there would go days when I wouldn't see her at all. And, like, when you've got a little one, like, you'll relate to this one day. They change every day. Like, if you miss them for a day, they're they're different when you see them again. Yeah. And now, like, uh, it's amazing. Like, I go and make a cup of tea or, like, you know, go and have lunch and I can just, like, play with her for a while. And then I can, when I finish work, you know, I can do bedtime or I can give a dinner or whatever. It's just so good, like so much better. Um, and it makes me happier and then obviously it helps, helps my wife because I'm able to help her out more. So it's just really nice balance. To still do the same hours then? Do you specifically, you know, yeah. work at nine till, you know, 5.30 or whatever it is? And, and so do you yeah. ever dif- differentiate between that? Like maybe sometimes work later or like, because I suppose the thing is, is like obviously having that kind of strict day, it's sometimes quite nice yeah. knowing you can go in in the morning and you leave in the evening. Obviously, you may leave later in the evening some days, but it's a lot more tempting, especially working from home, to just carry on working or, oh, yeah, I don't need a break and stuff. Like, obviously, having a kid must help a lot because, like, well, no, I can go and actually, you know, go and play with the kid and stuff. But do, do yeah. you find that you have to be quite strict on, like, say, no, I still have lunch at this time. I'm going to, you know, like how when they have lunch in the office and things like that? Um, I think I always, I always envisaged it. And like the plan, the plan with my boss was always that I'd kind of do the same hours. And I think for me that kind of, I think at the moment it kind of has to be that way because, um, look, because I'm working with closely with the developers on projects, like I need to be around when they're around when they're working on it to yeah. ask questions and stuff. But also like, um, you know, you have conference calls with clients and stuff like that. And as I say, people call me directly. So if I'm not around, like it's just, people are going to start getting annoyed. So I tried to I tried to do everything I possibly could to make it work for the business. And I think keeping my hours and my regular kind of thing was, was one way of doing that. Yeah. And it works fine for me because, like, I don't know, I'm a, probably a creature of habit, so I'm quite happy doing that. Um, you know, Ed, what, what do you do? Is it more flexible? Is it like as long as you put the hours in? I think, I, I mean, I'm sure it could be, but I'm like you. I, I like doing the hours. So I do the same hours as they do in the office. And, you know, we'll still yeah. have check-in at 9.30. And, you know, I'll still be around hip chat, similar to Slack, you know, where you're, that, you know, you get pinged and things like that. And you've got that, you know, the same communication. Um, and I think that's yeah. the one thing I've learned from working remote is the communication. Um, you yeah. have to put a more effort in. You have to be the type of person who is, is fine in like, starting a conversation and you know maybe prodding people for information more and stuff because if you're not in the office you're not around all you don't quite know what's going on so yeah. i mean that's interesting like how, how do you deal with that do, do you find that you have to be maybe a little bit more like around you know like slack and things and like talk i mean do, do you find that you do more conversations like maybe like remote desktop style things or do you just kind of do the same kind of conversations that you would normally have on slack um it's funny actually i hadn't even thought of it until you said it but i that has changed i've had to um yeah, I probably use Slack way, way more than I did. Like, mainly, mainly for like the social side. Like, because as you say, like you're working with a team, you want to keep that rapport is really important, and like teamwork and all that kind of stuff. And it's all the stupid stuff that you miss out. And I have missed that actually. Like all the banter and you know, like guys get pizza in for lunch or something like that. And you do miss that. And then there's there's a risk that you can kind of feel like you're not part of the team. Um, so I think I probably waste more of their time by posting stupid stuff <laughs> on, on Slack like throughout the day. But yeah, thinking about it, I definitely do that. And I definitely talk a lot more nonsense a lot more often just to try and create a dialogue between yeah. us. Especially with the guys like, cause some of the guys you don't, you don't t- normally work with on stuff. 
And so you never talk to them if, um, you know, I didn't post something in the, in the group chat or something like that. So, um, yeah, so I do do that. How do you divvy up tasks and things like that? So do, do you have like a kind of Kanban, like do you use stuff like Trello or things like that to work out what you're going to be doing, like what people know that what you're currently working on? Because I suppose in the office, again, you can like yeah. speak about what you're working on and things, but knowing actually what you're currently working on, always oh, that guy busy and things like that. Is it all done through yeah. Slack or is it done through other channels? It's done, well, it's done through, we've got our own task manager thing, which you're probably familiar with. So um, we still use that and it doesn't say what I'm actively working on, but you can see my calendar mm. for the day and yeah. the tasks that I've set myself. So that, that kind of still serves a purpose. I have used Trello before just for myself, but... Um, I ended up just not using it very much. Like, I don't know, it just didn't work for me that well. So I think also just because of the nature of what I do, my specific responsibilities, it's, it's generally managing and responding to stuff. So to some extent, you can't really plan what the day is going to be like. Yeah. You just, you just have di- uh, you deadlines. You react to it as opposed to, yeah. You react yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Especially with like some of the bigger accounts. It's, that's all it is. Like, even though you, you plan what you're going to do that day. You never end up doing it like that. And the longer I've been doing this, like, the more that seems to be the case at the moment. It's just constant reacting, like, you know, stuff's changing. Yeah. Something's coming down from, you know, the board and it has to be done right now, blah, blah, blah. So, and I think the business uh, that, that I work for, we've, we've taken on some larger accounts over the past sort of three or four years. And probably without realizing it, I suppose we've probably dropped some of a lot of the smaller ones. Yeah. So that the nature of that has changed as well, and it is you know bigger things coming in that need immediate responses and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then obviously in the technical side of it, then because so so how do you kind of work? You know, obviously you you being a designer, so you're going to be designing things. You need to communicate with the clients and stuff like that's all done then through maybe face to face. Like say you say you've said that you know you go into London to speak to them, and then is it done through like phone calls and things like that? Because obviously they would all come to the office, you know, maybe more or more so. Now is it a case where you're on the phone to them more often, sending them stuff, etc.? Yeah, definitely. I've um... I do speak to them on the phone a lot more than I would. Normally it'd be email and then we'd arrange uh, a meeting and we still get, we get a lot of business um, from local, local people who want to use us because they can walk to the office or something like that. Um, It's amazing actually how much is purely down to location. And for a few clients, even clients that I'd worked with for years, only, only one or two, it was an issue that I'd gone. Right. Um, And they were like, well, you know, can you come down to meet up? And it's like, uh, not really. Like, yeah, not, not, easy. <laughs> not easy. Cause like there has to be a justification yeah. in terms of the cost. Yeah. Um, so that, there has been a couple of awkward moments, I suppose, but, um, do you find like, do you do face to face, like kind of through the computer? Cause I mean, at what my work, we do check in. So check in in the morning is a, a, like probably about 15 minutes where we all, all the developers and designers stand together and we, I'm actually just a face on the screen essentially. And we can yeah. all see yeah. each other and we can all just talk about what's going on for that day and kind of stuff. Do you use that kind of like, you know, being able to talk and stuff like actually, you know, cause obviously seeing someone's face sometimes is a nice thing. And that's again, something you miss out on, um, being, yeah. you know, from, you know, being away. It's just, you're just a voice or you're just like, a text behind a screen no we don't do that uh, it does sound good actually yeah we do use a specific 
Do you? Do you use yeah. a program for that? Uh, just Google Hangout. So essentially, it's just oh, okay. we all talk on the 15 minute, you know, and we'll use we use LinkIt for our Kanban stuff. But there is actually one thing, especially with Slack. Like, how do you kind of share assets then? So you're are you specifically, you know, obviously you'd go to someone's computer and speak to them, and they'll be talking about their problem. Maybe you know, it's the code. Like, oh, I'm trying to do this in design. Here's a limitation. Here's something yeah. and stuff. How do you do that now? Is that through remote desktop or is that through just screenshots and things like that? Um, it's through, I, I use VPN and RDP as well at the moment. So sometimes the VPN seems to be a bit slow and I'll, I'll just pop onto RDP. Um, and I've used, you know, stuff like TeamViewer every now and again. But yeah, yeah generally it's because the connection's good. It, it's, um, RDP is, it's like working off your own computer really. Um, which is just bonkers considering how far I am away. So I've, I've still actually got, uh, a machine in the office that I RTP in. Oh, and wow, really? <laughs> so, really? So, yeah, so, it, and that's partly because when I decided to work from home, I decided to make the switch from PC to Mac as well at the same oh, time. Oh, sweet. Which was like Cutting quite a big one for me. <laughs> yeah, because I've been a Mac user at home for like, I don't know, years and years and years, but I've used PC at work for, what, the past five years? So, um, and I was just like, I bought a new Mac Pro like last year and I just thought I want to use that. Yeah. So I left my other machine there, which has been great actually. So I can just RDP and use the PC if I need to for anything, but then I've got my Mac. So that's been like, um, there's a whole new season in, in all kind of dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, so I'm do you have it. access to all the, the shared drives and stuff? Um, in, in Seven Oaks from your your place down in Wales? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, it works well. And so do you RDP like, with people in the office as well then? Like say they want to talk to you and it's almost like they wanted because typically like, so I used, uh, I don't know if you heard Screen Hero. You probably, we're using Slack and stuff. Screen Hero worked really well. Like it essentially is just RDP, but like on steroids where it's just like the best oh, RDP. Right. And yes, yeah, so no. it's, it's honestly, give it a try. Like it is amazing. Screen Hero. Screen Hero, yeah. So and and for pairing and things like that, specifically like you know pairing programming and so it is like being there. In fact, it's sometimes better because if you're both like wanting to drive, you know, working out who's you know obviously working on the computer and stuff like that, and who's watching and things, assisting. This helps so well with just being out. You're both at the computer, you both see the screen at the same time, you're both like in front of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like for a designer as well, I guess that would be really good, like to be able to actually, you know, when you're working, you want to be able to show, show someone. You maybe want to be able to like just see what's going on. And like typically, I find that probably once or twice maybe maybe like once at least a day i'm on like screen hero to someone and we're just talking through code or we're working through stuff and it's like as being in the office it's like almost having like a face-to-face conversation with someone just you know when you're at the, each other's desks working on something that looks brilliant i'm just looking at it now yeah that looks so good yeah Definitely i mean it, it, it is out. just it is really just rdp uh but it is one of those things where it's like they've just done it so right and slack bought them and i'm really scared if they like they're they've bought them but haven't done anything with them yet and i'm scared they're gonna do something you know they're gonna like try and make it so it's slacked only because we were using yeah. chat at work because slack i mean did you use the free option at your work or do you have you bought like the licensing because it is quite expensive isn't it once it, you actually go into licensing yeah 
Yeah, it's like fifteen dollars a seat a month, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's like that. how they yeah. do. They, they've done the free option. They're really clever because they get into the business by going, "Yeah, we're free." So people are like, "Well, it's free. We might as well use it." And then once you start using it and get all that data in there, then people are like, "Well, we need to use this now because everyone's using it." Now we have that's to pay. The thing, yeah. They're and so it's like clever. 10, 000, yeah, you can't see messages older than ten thousand old, can you? With, That's with so free one. sneaky, and it's that yeah. important. That's that one important message that you need to see, and then boom, yep. you have to pay. You, you use do you use Slacker, your worker Fraser? We do, yeah. Um, we're we're still on the free one as well. To be honest, we've only been using it a couple of months. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. It's really good. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it does have limitations, and it is very expensive, especially for like a business of our size. We've got thirty people in London, and I think we've got. About ten people in Newcastle. So for forty people, like if we're going to be spending fifteen dollars a seat a month, it's it's a huge amount of money to commit for essentially a, a simple messaging platform. Um, but uh, the, that's the thing. There's there's open source alternatives. There was one I can't remember what it was called, but we tried using that for a little while, and it didn't have all the features that we were accustomed to. Um, so yeah, we ended up kind of just biting the bullet and sticking with Slack. So I think it's going to come to a point where we do need to buy some um, some upgraded licenses, but it's going to be very expensive. That one point where you have to do, yeah bite the bullet. Yeah. And, and uh, Justin, actually, so with, with like Photoshop and stuff, so do you use like an external like RDP version of Photoshop, or do you use it on your Mac locally and then only have to RDP in when you you really need to like maybe do testing and seeing what it's like in a Windows environment? Yeah, so I um, I have it installed on both computers, but I just yeah I do all my stuff locally, um, and then just um, it syncs it syncs with the office, so so it's there if I if I need to test it, but I don't really need to. It's, it's exactly it works exactly the same for me, so um, that's been that's been fine. It's been quite nice to have like the flexibility of like testing between PC and Mac, which I haven't had for a while because I've just been PC based. So it's it's much easier now because you know you've got the Mac open in front of you, but then the PC's there if you need it. Do you reckon you're going to get people in the office slowly over to Macs now? I don't know. I th- I think they want. I think a lot of them are Mac users at home, just like I was anyway. And um, I think a lot of them want to switch, but probably just nervous. I don't know. That's because I guess it's a big change, isn't it? Because the business has always been run on on Windows machines, and it's worked fine with it. So I guess there's no real need or reason to to go to the expense or the kind of the the blip in productivity while everyone switches over to go over to Macs, I guess, is there? Yeah, exactly. As nice as it would be for everyone to have a Mac, but... Yeah. And, like, part of the reason why I wanted to use my own was because, like, I'd already invested in software for that that I'd paid for, and um, and I wanted to... I wanted to buy stuff for it anyway that I enjoy using, like, you know, stupid, stupid apps, like... Have you used Boom? No, no. Um, like I use, I use that. It's, it's just like a, um, uh, like an equalizer like thing um, that you can use that you run all your sound through, and it just uh, it just makes everything sound absolutely beautiful. Yeah, um, like silly little apps like that that I love. It's part of the reason why I love Mac, um, and I just wanted to be able to go, oh, I'll buy that because it's my machine, and yep. you don't have to worry so about that's it. Good. Exactly. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You guys still both Mac? Yes. Through and through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Work and office. Like I, I yeah, Macs are I, I don't know why I, I don't think I could ever go back. Like the the temptation with obviously a Windows box is it's cheaper and you do have the flexibility of building your own machine and stuff, but then you just look at a Mac and you're just a sucker and you're like, I don't mind that it's like an extra zero at the end, but it's cause it's so pretty. 
Well, it is, and it, the hardware, like the the build of everything, is is That's so much more like it as well. Like if you look at any other any other manufacturer's top of the line laptop, it's got nothing on the build quality of a of yeah. a MacBook Pro or a MacBook and Air. It's, and it's or, mimicking, isn't it? It tries to emulate what yeah, what a and it does Mac a really is. poor plastic job of it exactly because well. you have to install Windows on it, and then instantly it's ruined. You yeah, get, you know you can get like a good Linux distro <laughs> on it, and you're all right. But once you're in Windows land, it's like oh dear, no, <laughs> illusion over. Yeah, true. Uh, and with a like kind of code base and stuff like because when you're doing the design work do you have to like review like the dev builds and things like that like how do you go around doing that in a remote environment well because i'm because i've got the vpn um i can just yeah it's just like being there so i've got my own um i just pull in whenever i need to refresh my host files i just pull in what they're using right and it's just like it's just like being there it's fantastic yeah um so yeah, it's, it feels like it's bizarre. It feels like not a lot's changed, but it kind of should have. But it's just the day, I suppose the uh, the age we're living in now. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's I really good. Absolutely, and I suppose I mean, like communication wise and stuff. Like, is it so? It is phone calls primarily that you get people like clients will contact you or email, and then you know that yeah. they'll go through there. Yeah, it's funny because like I I thought I was going to be doing a lot more like skyping, Google Hangouts, and stuff like that, and I often like. I'll always offer, like, especially to the ones who are a bit like, oh, you know, can we meet up? And I've not had a single person, like, say that they want to do that. I've not done it once. I've not done any video conferencing since I moved. Sweet. I think, I don't know, I, th- I don't know. I-, I think probably maybe internally for the teams, it's potentially more popular. I don't know why, but I- my experience is that clients don't seem to be into it, or at least the clients we work with. Yeah. They just want to know you're doing a good job and that you're, you know, reliable, yeah. trustworthy. Do you still play Worms, yeah. though, at lunchtime? Because obviously that is an I important don't. thing. You don't? Wow. They're all playing oh, Dota drops. now, aren't they? Yeah, Dota. Yeah, Dota's Are amazing. you playing I that? Love it. I, yeah, I do play I've it, never yeah. played that before. I might have to... Yeah, it's free as well, isn't it? It's free, but it's like one of those things that you can take to any level you want to. Oh, really? It, yeah, there's like a zillion variables. So is Dan getting like hyper-competitive on it? No, he's never played it. Oh, he's he not, not into it. No, no. No way. So what is so lunchtime now then? What what do you play at lunchtime? Well, what does he do what on do lunchtimes do? now if no one plays Worms? They play Dota, but I um, yeah. But if Dan's not, what's he doing? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. He might still play Worms. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried to persuade him. We'll see. Maybe time will tell. Yeah. It is. Uh, but it does like with Worms. You can like have a few games, and it's a lot more chilled out. And you wait. You can eat while the other person's like. Having a go, but yeah. it's just like it's not a lunchtime game at all. <laughs> it's like it's gonna, it's a minimum of like fifty minutes at least, if not more, and um, and it's intense. Like you are, you are clicking the whole time. Really? Yeah. I I, I don't have time anymore because because um, because of the property we bought. Like it's it's about an acre like in total. There's like so much to do. Like it takes me. I basically, I spent every hour in the garden doing maintenance or like cutting down trees or mowing the grass or painting something, or which is great for me. But like, I don't, it's, I don't necessarily do it because I want to. I kind of have to as well. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I assume when you live in a mansion all the time, you got to spend yeah, yeah, <laughs> the uh, uh, like bit different business culture. Oh, that's been really interesting. Are you doing B like, or anything down there? No, no, they do have it, but I'm not doing it at the moment. Sweet. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> but uh, like, 
it's, it's so different. It's unbelievable. I can't, I, I was really surprised at how different it is. And maybe this is a generalization because I've only lived here for like six months. But, um, like so far, like the majority of people, like either I, I use like local businesses that I go to. Yep. Um, or, or people I've come across, um, it's totally different to like Southeast. So sl- like slow, really slow pace. A lazy. Like people, not lazy, just <laughs> like things. They probably think they're working at the same pace. I don't know. Yeah. People just are re- they've got a lot more time and yeah. uh, nothing's necessarily as urgent. And it's like, well, people don't, I, I, again, it's a massive generalization, but the people and businesses that I've come across is not, there's not like a culture of like, uh, you know, over time because I need to earn more money. It's more like, how can I finish earlier so I can get to the beach? Yeah. Like, it's so, so different. But then that's all, that's all cool and nice. And it's kind of part, part of the reason why we wanted to be here anyway, because like, you know, slower pace of life. But when you have to rely on someone, yeah. it's a bit of pain in the bum. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. to, so you can't get hold of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're at the beach. Like, I, they're at the beach. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Um, I was trying to get someone, yeah, that's right. It's the roof job. So we've got a leaky roof. I was trying to get a roof around to repair it, right? I, I must have called maybe eight local companies. I only got a response from about three of them and I could only get, I could only get one to produce a formal quote. Three, <laughs> three came around. So three responded and came around. Only one produced a quote. I chased up the other guy and he just never came back to me again. And then the other one, he just, I think he sent it to me in a text or something like that. And I was like, oh, this, just, this just would not happen. Yeah. It's so different. Is there much um, of a web culture? Just, like, is there much of a tech culture? No, no not at thing. all. Honestly, it's so... And what again, about I, Swansea or Cardiff? Is... Yeah, they've got they've got web industry and they've got, um, like, I mean, Cardiff's, Cardiff's totally different. Cardiff's like the London of Wales. So yep. that's kind of like, it's not really reflective of the rest rest of the place. Because it's really busy, but um, and Swansea's got quite a lot going on. But um, like when I came, I can't I can't say too much because I don't want to drop anyone in it. But like I came across, I was working on a business directory for someone. Yeah. So um, um, so going through all their their client base and kind of creating directory listings for them, contact information, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I reckon, and so these are people with like physical locations these are like um people who do like manual like diy and plumbing and this and the other and professional services the whole spectrum and i reckon only about 30 percent of them had a website right yeah and that's out of a lot a lot that i went through yeah i don't know how many different businesses i went through and then out of those people the quality of the website was horrendous yeah absolutely horrendous the best ones, there'd be like maybe 10 who had a WordPress site, right? right. Template-driven site. That was amazing. Wow, you could go in and clean up. <laughs> if you wanted to, yeah. yeah. Do a lot of work. But then that's the other thing. I don't think people value it enough. Right, yeah. <laughs> Warren, actually, yeah, because I was going to ask, actually, like, are you looking at, like, getting business around there? Obviously, now, you know, the kind of expanding. Like, have you had any business opportunities, like, kind of client-based there? Oh, we did... Um, I did say before I moved um, that I would, you know, if anything came across, I'd definitely follow up and pursue any like new business leads down here. Um, I'm sure something will come up like over time, but um, I think the interesting thing will be justifying the, the cost because 
I really don't see anyone locally paying paying the kind of prices that we charge. And not because we're overpriced, but I think because they don't, don't see value. value. It. Yeah. Yeah. And when I've spoken to people about that, they're like, everything's done on word of mouth around here. You know, you go and go and speak to Jenkins. He's been there 50 years. <laughs> is that, is that, is that kind wow. of thing? So it, it, it doesn't matter if he's got a website. Not, you know, they don't you care. You already know him. They, yeah. That's it. They, 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 they want to know that, that, Someone else has recommended it. The only thing I think people don't realise, which will hopefully trickle in, is that they're losing bus- so much business because people simply can't find them. Mm. They don't. They literally. Yeah, don't the know word of mouth only goes so far, doesn't it? This is when you actually exactly. need, you know, an online presence. And obviously, new. I mean, people coming in like you. You know, I mean, when you come in, yeah. you don't know these people. You don't know anyone. No, you know, and that's no, that's it. Like we're trying to find out, you know, information like locally just to get a bit more integrated in the community and like. My wife was trying to find a um, like toddler group to take the little one to, yeah. and like we just couldn't get any information. You have to go. There's nothing online, like, and we are quite rural, and that's probably partly why. But even still, like, um, you have to go and actually find people and go, "What's going on?" You know, tell me about it. Uh, it's just really different. Like, in, yeah. when you know, when we when we do what we do, and we're like heads plugged into it 24 7 we just assume that like the internet is everywhere and everyone's into it yeah it's just really oh, weird it's such a different and then obviously yeah. I mean, they must ask what you do for a job and you're like well i'm a web designer and they're like yeah what, what, does that... yeah no, it's like why would they want that what why why would you want to design for the web what's this about you know and then that's insane I, yeah i think i think yeah when i tell people i think they just think oh yeah what you like so what do you use like wordpress like do you you know do you basically just sell templates i think that is that's their general idea, what they have in their head. That's crazy, yeah. though. That's yeah. insane. So are you the only outsiders in, in your local area? Like, is everyone else born and bred kind of thing? Um, no, not our next-door neighbours, like, the closest people we've got live down, like, a track about five-minute walk. Yeah. Uh, those are our next-door neighbours, but they're from England. But they've lived here, like, 20 years or something like that. But um, there's not there's not many of us by the, by the looks of things, like... But I'm, I, I've lived in Swansea before, and I, my wife's from Swansea, but we've gone just across the county line into Carmarthenshire, and like the difference for us has been massive. It's really, really noticeable, very different. Like A lot more rural country, uh, culture, loads more Welsh speakers. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, people, you know, it's a lot of Welsh speakers, which in Swansea it just isn't. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that's... I remember when we we just moved and we'd only been here a few weeks or something. We went out to shop, walked into the shop, and um, and they were speaking in Welsh and they had to stop because we were there. And it was like it was the first time after we'd moved that I was like, I've moved to another country. Yeah, you know, and it's like the realization. Yeah, um, I don't actually speak their language, so that's insane. When you think it's like what three hours drive from London? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Well, it's part of the adventure. Oh, no, it's wicked. I think it's really cool. Yeah, are you, are you learning Welsh? Are you uh, slowly, are you going to now, you know, kind of start learning? I think I will have to do some basic... Enough course. to know enough to know the swear words to make sure that that's... Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you know, then you'll be like, okay, I know what you called me. All right, this is not yeah. fair. Yeah. I think enough to, uh, like, conversationally, because people don't know... Like, yeah, they never expect you to, yeah, to they, be Welsh. Yeah, so often... Yeah, often if they're the first ones to speak, they'll they'll just say it in Welsh. So and 
And instead of me like going, was that in English and I didn't understand you, or was that in Welsh? <laughs> like, I'd love to have that that level. Yep. Enough confidence just, like, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's and, funny though. And what about the lifestyle stuff? Are you managing to surf as much as you'd like? And I understand you've started singing. Singing? Yeah. Stefan told me that you started singing. Like, I went for a beer with Stefan about six weeks ago, and he said that you'd started singing or something. Brilliant. With your music. That's- He's just totally made that up. Has he really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you bought I, it. You actually bought it. Oh, what? I have been, um, yeah, I've been drumming a lot more than I yep. was down kid. Same. I've, I had, had a few gigs and stuff, which is quite cool. It's cool. And who are you uh, playing with? Are you, have you got like a band or are you playing by yourself or in a choir or? Just, I'm just playing for like whoever needs a drummer. So I've got a friend who's like a, a producer down here and he yeah. kind of, um, he does his own stuff, like, and nips down to London to, like, do bits and bobs. But then he also, like, has this kind of charity where he, like, for, for free, he provides a service where he'll produce, like, a young artist. Yeah. And say, right, you've got me for a year. We're going to record an album. We're going to have a launch. We're going to get you some contacts in the industry, and then you're on your own. Yeah. And um, so I helped him out. When when I came down, it just coincided with one of his launches. So it's like album release, and then you know first gig and that kind of that stuff. So that was really good fun. And the the girl I played for was really good actually. Ellie Williams, her name is, and yeah, she got a bit of airtime on uh, this morning. Philip Schofield played it. Um, and with your drumming? No, 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 because oh. I, I that was before I um when she recorded it. I wasn't down here then. Yeah. But, so yeah, that kind of stuff's been good. And then like, yeah, getting, getting down for a surf, like I've had, um, not as much as I like because it's been winter and I've been a bit lazy, but the weather's getting better now. So it's lighter. Yeah. But, yeah. I've been able to sort of leave on the dock of like 530 or something and be in the water at like, I don't know, quarter to six. Uh, like, just literally just sitting there, like waves coming in, watching the sun go down. Yeah. And it's like, this is why I moved. It's oh, good. that's really cool, man. Oh, I'm really glad you're doing that. It's awesome. I love it. Oh, well done. Uh, how how are you? Co- so we've obviously been in the office and stuff, like keeping up with tech and stuff, keeping up with the latest things. Like, is it still just based on like obviously through Slack and things like that? People talking about stuff and or do you? I mean, I suppose there is no kind of like text. I mean, is there a tech scene enough to go into Swansea and be able to like do meetups and things like that? No, yeah, I'm not really in as much in the loop anymore as I was. So I have to kind of think of other ways to try and stay connected. I mean, this kind of thing is perfect. Because like you've already said like about thirty things, and you know when you're talking earlier that I've never heard of, that I can go away and check out. But yeah, definitely feel more out of the loop. I mean, even doing, even meeting with other business people who aren't in the industry seems to keep you more up to date mm-hmm. for some reason. Just because I don't know they'll say, oh yeah, um, a friend of mine works for so and so, and he got a website that does this or. I've heard, I was reading BBC today or whatever, and I heard that there's, there's this massive new technology or change coming out. I don't know, you just, yeah, I do feel out of the loop, definitely. Like, I feel out of the business community. Yeah. Which is interesting. And are, are, you, are there other are there designers in the office that you're missing out on now, or is it, are you the sole designer? There's two of us. So, yeah, there's one other in, in the office. And how do you do, do you communicate just through Slack and things again like that with RDP and things, or are you kind of like in a, constant yeah. basis like ringing yeah. and stuff yeah just constantly through slack like all day long um, but that was 
but we, we worked at opposite ends of the room anyway, so that was normal for us. Yeah, <laughs> and she's quite quiet, so I think I think she prefers to slack like them too. <laughs> so down again, I pick up the phone, but. Um, we're, we're nearing about the hour mark of the show, actually. And, uh, uh, Justin, it's been great having you on, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Uh, just one, me, last, yeah. <laughs> I just one last question, you know, before you go. Like, what what bits actually are like... So actually two, really. The pros of, of like, being a remote worker and maybe the cons. Like, what, 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 what for you has been the most pro? I mean, obviously, you've spoken about how great it is, you know, being able to surf, like, 15 minutes after finishing work. and But, like, what, what other yeah. pros are there? And then what other cons? Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, I think I, I, I can definitely see why it wouldn't work for everyone. But for my specific temperament and character, it's ideal. Awesome. And um, I think the pros, like the biggest pro, well, the biggest few pros for me are more time with family. Like, and that, like that affects my whole quality of life. And like they're having a balance. I just feel like things are more balanced now. Like, so like, for example, down in Kent, you know, you'd have a really stressful day in the office or something like that. You'd have a stressful drive home. Um, you know, you'd be swearing at everyone on the horrendous crawling, you know, traffic back to your house. You wouldn't get a parking space because you can't afford a house that has a drive. So that's would have to park, you know, way down the road. You'd be going, walking back to the house. And then uh, stuck in a little terrace house with neighbor, noisy neighbours and dogs and everything like that because it's just too expensive. And... And like, just wouldn't be able to get away from it. And then obviously like we had, our, our baby wasn't a good sleeper at all. So she'd be up all night and I'd be like worried about the neighbors, uh, you know, thinking that she's crying and all this stuff. And it was just, for me, there was like no escape. There was no balance. Whereas here it's like, I feel like you can have a stressful day in the office, but then everything else is good and easy. Yeah. So like, it just like my stress, I, I can get released basically. And I think that's what makes all the difference for me. Um, and it makes me much more positive about work as well, I think. So, but then, but I think the only, the only con that I've really noticed is even for someone like me who, like, I can, like, there's been, there's been weeks have gone by and I've been like, I haven't actually left the house in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's happened a number of times. But as in the premises, I've left the actual house, but, um, <laughs> well, when you've got like seven thousand square miles of, of land anyway, then like, it's going to take quite a lot. You need to fly out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because my land is. So big, I have no need to leave. <laughs> um, but yeah, even even for me, like I get cabin fever, and I'm just like, I need to go somewhere. Like we need to just go somewhere. So that's that's definitely a con. Did you get actually yeah. a lot of design inspiration from where you live now? Like compared to being like stuck, you know, in a corner of an office, you know, like. If I'm honest, I think I probably get less because the stuff I work on, it's all, you know, generally speaking, it's all commercial. Yeah. It's all, it's a lot of it's corporate. So the inspiration you want is to be on the tube in London looking at, do you know what I mean? Like that's, or watching TV and that kind of stuff. Whereas here, I'm, uh, it's not like I'm doing art or something like that, which, which would be a lot more inspiring. So. That's really, inter- that's really interesting yeah but no i mean the pros definitely outweigh the cons there man it just sounds like you're having a, a great time and it's yeah, say, like i really appreciate you coming on uh fraser you got any other questions any other questions for justin before we say goodbye i am all good i think uh yeah done awesome. a good job justin it was lovely chatting to you as well because it's been Thanks too long yeah, awesome. it's great to be all right then audience well it's uh, been another great episode and we'll speak to you again next week goodbye bye bye You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. 
You can contact us at contact at 3devsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number 3, Devs and a Maybe.